Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated. I'm your host, Christina Royster. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening and leave me a five-star rating if you like what you hear. On today's episode, I have a couple pop culture topics to cover, but I also want to get into what I'm calling cuffed couple summer. I just feel like hot girl summer is over. Everybody's cuffed. Specifically, I want to talk about are the men's men <laughs> men are men whipped that's what i want to know let's get into it my returning listeners know what time it is it's time for put y'all on if you are a new listener let me break it down for you put y'all on is the segment of the show where i share my favorite thing of the week with my listeners i put my listeners onto something it could be a movie music food anything at all This week, I just want to put y'all onto the fact that June is Black Music Month. If you didn't know that, you're not alone because I didn't either. (laughs) Like, I feel like every other week or day is a national holiday. Like, apparently this has been around for decades, so you learn something new every day. And I just want to share with y'all what I read on Pitchfork. This article is by Nabel Ayers. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. So it says that, let me just scroll down a little bit. Black Music Month started after the hit-making Philadelphia soul producer Kenny Gamble visited Nashville in the 1970s. It was inspired by the Country Music Association, a powerful organization that underlined the genre's economic strength by spearheading Country Music Month every October. Gamble and other black music community leaders shared a similar sense of unity and knew they were making a significant economic impact. That's for sure. We've talked about on the podcast how... Black entertainers specifically get ripped off and are just milked. But anywho, no organization like the CMA existed to demonstrate or mobilize black music. So in 1978, Gamble started the Black Music Association, quickly building a network of high-level supporters, including Stevie Wonder, Motown Records founder Barry Gordy, and Reverend Jesse Jackson. And then in less than a year, Gamble, along with media strategist Diana Williams, and radio DJ Ed Wright, they founded Black Music Month. And on June 7th, 1979, President Jimmy Carter held the first ever Black Music Month celebration. So there you go. It's been around since the 70s, and I will be trying to post things on the YBO social media about Black Music Month as it goes on. The month is halfway over, isn't it? It's already June. This episode will be coming out on June 11th, 2021, so... Yeah, it almost, time is flying by, man. But that's my put y'all on. And um, speaking of Black Music Month, I just have to plug my boo. He's not just my boo though, y'all. Brother Ash is really a talented artist. He comes from a musical background as a drummer. Dad was a saxophone player. Sister sings, mom sings. Brother Ash has music in his blood. And he has a single out called How Don't You Know, abbreviated on uh, streaming platforms as HDYK. And it's dope, period. It's a great song, great video. The music video is on YouTube as well. So make sure you check out How Don't You Know by Brother Ash. That's my real put y'all on. Now let's get into some of those newsy topics I was mentioning at the top of the episode. First, I gotta start with this one. Y'all, what the fuck is this? This is the headline I saw. Florida high school yearbook suspended after complaints about Black Lives Matter section. They didn't want a Black Lives Matter section in their yearbook. I want to I wanna punch somebody. First of all, okay, first of all, I don't even know where to start. The thing that gets me is like the blatant racism. Like you blatantly, why? Just why? I remember when I was in school 
And our yearbook, first of all, our yearbook was as thick as a Bible. It was huge. There was a whole section in the back that was basically like a recap of the year, not just at school, but in the world, in pop culture. Like I remember one of my yearbooks, I don't know what it was. It's embarrassing to think about it. It had like the most popular shoe this year was Uggs or whatever. And so that's what these kids are living through. First of all, these kids that are graduating in 2020 and 2021, they've only seen Black Lives Matter and coronavirus and Trump and Biden in the news and on TV. That basically defines the past two years. So why not include it in the yearbook? Racism, that's all I can really think of is racism. And the um, they had a student on the news, you know, talking about why it was important to her. They had the yearbook um, advisor on the news talking about the importance of it. I'm glad they have an advisor who gives a shit. I'm really glad that they are fighting this. Because, I mean, look at it, Florida, We, you know what to expect from Florida. But still, that just really pissed me off when I saw that headline because I'm like, of all the things to nitpick about and complain about, that's what you want to focus on right now? You don't want a black... Oh, so, so, so maybe I didn't make this clear, but they literally stopped selling the yearbooks because they were like, we don't want that section in there. So let me, let me just understand this. So some high schoolers laid out the whole yearbook, showed it to their advisor, showed it to everybody, and it went to print, and now all of a sudden y'all are like, we don't like this? Who? I'm confused. Why didn't y'all see it 10 drafts ago? But anyways, that's what's going on in the news. That just really annoyed me. If you don't want to hear some bad news, then let's turn to Tyler Perry. How about some good news? Well, this is good news depending on who you ask. So Tyler Perry is, is returning to his Medea character because he, you know, he took a break. He retired. He said he didn't want to do Medea anymore. And he's actually returning to Medea. He's putting the wig back on for a Netflix project. He's working on something called, I think, Medea's Homecoming, if I'm not mistaken. And somebody asked him, you know, why after retiring Medea, do you want to bring her back? And he said, like, right now the world really needs laughter. And that's true. You know, Medea definitely does bring joy to a lot of people. I personally got tired of Medea after like family reunion. I didn't see Medea Halloween or Christmas or funeral. I didn't see all, it's, it's just not my speed. But a lot of people do love Medea. I mean, family reunion will always be my favorite for real, for real. But um, I'm glad that he is, you know, taking this initiative and just bringing joy to us. Tyler Perry is awesome. You have to admit, Tyler Perry is a rock star. And he's a billionaire now, so you really can't tell him shit. And I think they're recording this Netflix project on his uh, compound. I don't know what he calls it. His studio. <laughs> Tyler Perry Studios is like 10 acres. It's more than 10 acres, actually. So, yeah, shout out to Tyler Perry for just bringing a little bit good news. And let's keep the good news going, shall we? Uh, Tiana Taylor, first black woman named Maxim's Sexiest Woman Alive. That was really dope to see. I mean, it's no secret. Tiana Taylor is sexy as hell. This magazine cover is calling me fat just by looking at it. Because look at those abs, mama. Dude, how does she have two kids and still look like this? I don't understand. Her, 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 her child, Rue, was born nine months ago. And she snapped back like that. I hope I can snap back like Tiana. But, um... Let me see what she said. I, I got an article in front of me. She's 30 years old now, by the way. I didn't realize. Um, for some reason, I just thought she was older. You know, married, kids. I feel like she's been in the media for a while. That's the thing. Media ages celebrities a lot faster. Like, I've known Tiana Taylor since My Sweet 16 on MTV. That was 14 years ago. That's crazy. I wanted to just read a quote she said. Here it is. 
Stepping back in front of the lens has been a journey of self-reflection and self-confidence. Living up to the name and title of this shoot wholeheartedly made me nervous. I think it's nice to hear that kind of stuff sometimes from celebrities just to remember, like, even though she's being named the sexiest woman alive, even she has to work on her self-confidence. And that was actually, this wasn't supposed to be a self-confidence podcast, but let me just tell y'all how this past week I went shopping at H&M and there was this dress. It was like a, there was a dress and a romper in the same exact pattern and the same exact floral print. And so I tried on the dress first and I was like, oh my God, everything's hanging out. It was like a halter, y'all. It had like a little keyhole where the cleavage is. The women listening know what that means. The men might not. But anyways, um, so I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. My friends were like, oh my God, get that dress. You look so good. So then I tried on the romper and I was like, I feel more comfortable in this. I'm more covered up. And they're like, no, get the dress. My friends had to talk me into getting the dress just because that's not my comfort zone. I don't like to have all my goodies hanging out. So, um... My boyfriend, when I saw him later, he was like, Christina, I wish you saw what I see. And that really broke my heart because everybody thinks that I'm so confident and I just have this high self-esteem all the time. But I am a plus size woman. I have struggled with my weight and my looks. And so, yeah, I did have to basically be pushed by my friends and boyfriend to get the dress and to own the dress and love the dress. And so to hear Tiana Taylor say, getting back in front of the camera has been a journey of self-confidence. You go girl. Like I couldn't tell cause you look bad as shit, bad in a good way. Y'all know what I mean. Um, so yeah, Tiana Taylor, shout out to her. I remember I was coming for her a couple episodes ago, not a couple. It was like six months ago, but we good now. We good. We, we squashed it. We didn't squash anything. You know, I don't talk to her. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to Simone Biles. Ugh. This is black excellence. Simone Biles has just been dominating and she just brings me so much joy. I'm not going to pretend to know what stage of the Olympic trials we're in. I don't know the all around from the all state, from the all team, all American. I don't know, but I will tell you that Simone Biles has won a record seventh United States gymnastics championship continuing her jaw-dropping winning streak in every all-around competition she's entered since 2013. The 24-year-old hasn't lost in eight years. You go, girl! And that's exactly why she has a bedazzled goat on all of her leotards this season. Yes, she said, fuck it, I am the goat. And she pronounced that on her clothing, boldly and loudly. You know, it wasn't even that loud. It was kind of subtle. But I will say, just the fact she had the balls to do that, respect. I fuck with her. I really, really fuck with Simone. Like, she can't be touched right now. She can't be touched right now. She's unstoppable. And what really brought a smile to my face was her mentorship of the other young black girls on the gymnastics team. Again, I don't know what team this is. This is not... I don't think this is the official U.S. gymnastics Olympic team. But there was a video. You've probably seen it by now. Simone Biles was tying a ribbon in gymnast Zoe Miller's hair and that just touched my heart because people were saying you know some people might just see this as a girl helping another girl her hair no to black women this is a rite of passage just you know her making sure the girls are together making sure that their hair is laid y'all know I've came on here for Gabby Douglas and and now I realize the error of my ways it wasn't Gabby Douglas's fault it wasn't like she was just walking out there with her hair nappy on purpose 
Gabby Douglas didn't have a Simone Biles. When Gabby Douglas was doing gymnastics, she was the only black girl. Now Simone has like four black girls beside her. So this representation really matters. This mentorship matters because people are going to see this and say, hey, I can do that. Or, or th these girls are just not alone anymore. I'm so, so happy. So Simone Biles, if you're listening, I love you. Please come on the show. You're amazing. And yeah, that's all I have to say about Simone Biles, period, sis. What's next? Let's talk about this doc documentary I watched. I really don't want to talk about it, but the, you'll, you'll understand why. Basically, there's a new Mike Tyson two-part documentary out from a ABC. So ABC is behind this documentary and you can watch it on Hulu for free if you have Hulu. Well, I guess nothing's free. You pay for the Hulu. But it's called Mike Tyson, The Knockout. And I was just interested because y'all know I love documentaries and I love black culture. I'm sorry, this is going to make me sound so naive, but I didn't know that Mike Tyson went to jail for rape. I did not know that because it happened in like 1992. So I was not even born or thought of. And, you know, when you're a kid or an adolescent, your parents aren't going to turn around and tell you, oh, you know, Mike Tyson went to jail for, for rape. Uh, he only served three years out of 10, by the way. But um, that's why I didn't really want to talk about this because, like, watching this documentary made me look at him differently. I just thought he was an awesome athlete and kind of entertaining, but now I see, like, that's really fucked up. And I will say the victim's name, Desiree Washington. Um, she was only 18 years old. I mean, granted, he was only, like, 21, but still, it just was wrong. And I believe the victim, and, yeah, I didn't even finish the documentary. I got to the second episode, and I was like, ugh. Because this is hard to watch, it, like... It, Mike Tyson is another one of those people that pe people just look past it. Like, everybody just magically forgot that he went to jail for rape. Well, people probably didn't forget. They just didn't believe it. Same thing with people who defend OJ, people who defend R. Kelly, people who defend Michael Jackson. So y'all can believe whatever you want about Mike Tyson. You can make up your own decisions, but I'm just indifferent right now. I don't... The documentary was good. The documentary had all the, the, the pieces that you want in a good documentary. You know, archival footage and... Uh, actually, now that I think about it, they didn't have a single interview with him in the parts that I was watching. So I wonder if he even makes an appearance in the documentary. I guess you'll have to watch to find out because I did not finish it. But, um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I just want to let you guys know that it is out there, it is available if anybody's interested in watching it. But, uh, be prepared to find out some things you didn't know about Mike Tyson. And now let's get into music, shall we? What am I listening to this week? Definitely keeping an eye out for Migos Culture 3. So, you know, Migos Original Culture came out in 2016. That album will always be a classic to me. That album, that, that yeah, I don't even know what to say. That album just takes me back to a time and place. Me and my friends listened to that and Views in our trip to Miami. We were in college, just great times. But um, then... In 2018, Culture 2 came out. I have to admit to you guys, I don't think that I listened to Culture 2 that much or I didn't give it a fair chance. I basically only played Motorsport, Walk It Like I Talk It. It's called Walk It Talk It, my bad. I only listened to those songs over and over and over. You know how you just go through an album and you're like, eh, I'm not really feeling this. I'll listen to these three. Yeah, that's what I did with Culture 2. I finally took another listen to it today, and I was mistaken. It's actually some pretty good Jones on there. I forgot about BBO with, um, uh, what's his name? 21 Savage. Bad bitches only. 
bad bitches only. Yeah, that's a good song. I forgot about that. So now the Migos are ready to drop Culture 3. And that will be coming out on Friday, June 11th. It's going to have features from Justin Bieber, Drake, Pop Smoke, Juice World, Cardi B, Polo G, Future. So this is going to be a very, very stacked album. It's 19 songs. I really look forward to listening to this. Um, now, mind you, remember a couple months ago, we were talking about Quavo dragging Sweetie literally in an elevator, putting his hands on her. Now we're listening to Culture 3. I don't know what to say about that. Y'all need, again, y'all need to make y'all own judgments because I'm indifferent. I don't know how to feel. I like the music. To be honest, I asked my boyfriend a couple years, not years, oof, sorry, months ago, he was playing their um, single Straightening off of Culture 3. And I was like, oh, Migos got new music? Like, I didn't know people still fuck with Migos because I, I was kind of off Migos. It was like, over and over and over. They're the kind of people I feel like their sound sounds the same. But he was like, nah, people still fuck with Migos? Like, they really still good. And um, I heard that today when I listened to Culture 2. I was like, yeah, they are good. And so I'm looking forward to Culture 3 despite the domestic abuse. That's terrible to say. That's terrible to say. I don't know what to say about it. I'm stuck, okay? Y'all make y'all own decisions. And I'm gonna just leave Migos alone for now. Next topic. <laughs> Megan the Stallion. So I didn't know. I'm saying I don't know a lot on this podcast. I guess I just have been under a rock. But I like it like that, y'all. I really do. And I'll get into that into a second. Um, Megan the Stallion took a social media break. I didn't know that. She had her um team posting for her which we should all probably assume about celebrities anyway they probably not posting their own pictures on their phone they probably have people for that but um she said back in april she was taking a break from social media allowing herself herself time to recharge in order to quote prepare for what's next well what's next is a single she's dropping on friday june 11th so i'm looking forward to that megan 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 i just can't get enough for her and you know i'm glad that she took her time and just decided to recharge and get off of social media because it's draining. That's why I had to take a hiatus, y'all. This episode is my second week back after a four-week hiatus, and I needed that. I just needed a break. I still need a break. I need a longer break. But I'm glad that black women are preserving their energy. And um, what's, what's that quote? Reclaiming my time. Look at Naomi Osaka. I didn't even get to talk about what happened with Naomi Osaka. I'm so fucking glad she dropped out. She did the right thing. She dropped out of the French Open because she couldn't, she mentally, she was not there. Ment her mental health was going to be at risk. Y'all would rather this girl play tennis than care about her well-being? I don't fuck with that. I don't really fuck with that. And Chica had a very great tweet. Chica said, um... Oh, damn it. What did Chica say? Let me find it on Twitter real quick. Y'all know I love you some Chica. She was speaking facts about just black women busting our balls, busting our backs to um carry these companies. Damn, where's that tweet? I'll find it soon enough. Chica, my girl, y'all. Nope, that ain't it. Here it is. Here it is. We not jeopardizing our health to make y'all money anymore. Period. Fucking period, Chica. Like, literally, y'all want her to jeopardize her health, her mental health, and that's the thing. Just because you look nice on the outside don't mean that you're not mentally drained. Like, the fuck? Um, where was I going with this? Megan Thee Stallion, Naomi Osaka, Simone Biles, Tiana Taylor, 
Black girls rock. Black girl magic, period. I love y'all. All right, what was what else was on my list? What else did I have to talk about? Oh, yeah. Speaking of Megan Thee Stallion, I have been binge watching Legendary on HBO Max, and I will talk about this show to anybody who will listen. Shout out, it's Pride Month right now, and this show is all about the LGBTQ ballroom scene. When I say ballroom, I mean voguing. I mean spins, dips, floor work, face, body, catwalk, runway. They are giving me acrobatics and theater and drama and costumes all in one. I'm obsessed. I was really first introduced to the ballroom scene on Pose. And after that, I just fell in love. And this show is a competition show. It is a competition. They are real people in the ballroom scene, in the ballroom community, fighting for $100,000. And it's a great competition show if you love dance shows or anything like that. And I'd, I'd pick my favorites, and I just love watching. And I'm, I'm already on season two. And Megan Thee Stallion is a judge. And it's just a feel-good show. If you need something to binge, please go ahead and watch Legendary. My final topic today is about couples, relationships, specifically men being whipped. And the reason that I brought this up is because I was watching an episode of Martin with my boyfriend, and I feel like I've mentioned my boyfriend four times on this podcast episode, but whatever. He's been there for me, y'all, and I've been there for him, and we love each other. Y'all y'all know that, um, that TikTok meme, like, that's my man, I'ma stick beside him. I'ma stick beside him. <laughs> we were watching Martin, specifically season two, episode six, Working Day and Night, and the premise of the episode is Martin had the opportunity to work the night shift at the radio station. And when he mentioned that to Gina, she was like, no, you're going to be too tired and we're never going to have time to spend together. She was kind of being selfish low key. And so Martin told his boss, yeah, I can't work the night shift. And his boss Stan was like, oh man, cause your girlfriend, you whipped. And Martin was like, what? I'm not whipped. So then he asked his friends, you know, uh, Tommy Cole, he was like, am I whipped? And they're like, yeah, man, you're whipped. <laughs> And so just to prove a point, just to prove that he's not whipped, Martin, of course, has to be OD extra, goes over the top to prove his manlyhood, prove how macho he is, embarrasses Gina, blah, blah, blah. Y'all can go watch the episode for yourself. But um, it just got to me, it, it got me thinking like, Gina, I low-key sound like Gina sometimes, and that's not good because I did not like the way she was acting on that show. So I turned to my boyfriend and I was like, do you think you're whipped? He just didn't answer. He was like, I'm not going to answer. Well, actually, I'll let y'all hear what he has to say for himself. So, first of all, I don't really, the word whip, it, it don't, you know what I'm saying? I probably answer just because, like, obviously, I'm not whip. And I feel like the fact that you even asked, like, I feel like you was just asking just because the episode was on. Like, I'm not whip, bro. Like, that's not the type of relationship we have. Um, whenever there is something going on uh, where... Uh, you or Christina wants to, um, you know what I'm saying, voice her opinion on how she feels about something. And for me to take that into consideration, I do, because that's a part of being in a healthy relationship. You know what I'm saying? If that means uh, this weekend I'm spending time with my girls so I can't spend time with the boys, I communicate that with my friends. They understand. I don't think it's natural for dudes to just want to be on, on, on dude shit all the time. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just want to be with your girl, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's not being whipped. That's just being in a relationship where you value your time and you appreciate that other person so much where you consider 
their wants and their needs. And it's a two-way street, you know what I'm saying? Generally speaking, I don't think relationships with a guy or the girl is whipped is healthy. That shit is toxic, bro. Like, it needs to be an open line of communication, you know what I'm saying, where both people can respect other people's opinions and make that shit work. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I'm, I, I don't, not that I'm, I don't think I'm whipped. I know I'm not whipped. Uh, <laughs> I'm just not that type of dude. Like, Christina, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not going like that. You're not about to just snap your fingers and I'm going to get up. I'm going to look at you like, who are you talking to? You know what I'm saying? Like, I demand a certain amount of respect from everybody I deal with, and that comes from, uh, you know, being in a romantic relationship as well. You know what I'm saying? You're not about to just snap your fingers and tell me where to go, how high, you know what I'm saying? Because when you really love somebody, you really care about somebody, most of the time they don't have to tell you to do stuff. You do stuff for them because you love them already and you want them to be happy. So, yeah, that's how I feel. So, yeah, I just feel like lately on my timeline, I've been seeing a lot of couples. I've been seeing a lot of engagements. I've been seeing a lot of babies. People are starting families. And I'm just thinking, what happened to hot girl summer? Everybody is cuffed. It is a cuffed couple summer. And then I thought to myself after watching this Martin episode, are all men really happy to be in these relationships? <laughs> or do they feel whipped? Do they feel controlled? Like whipped to me just means that you are at your woman's beck and call. You do any, you drop everything. And I do want my man to be there for me and drop everything when I call. But I feel like this Martin episode, Gina was in the wrong, number one, because you shouldn't be getting in between your man, him, him and his career. He wanted to work the night shift. She should have let him. She should have figured it out on his own that he was going to be tired or he was going to miss hanging out with Gina. Let him figure it out on his own. And it's, you know, it's easier said than done because I, I don't be taking my own advice. <laughs> Get Josh back here. Ask Josh. <laughs> but, um, no, Gina was wrong for that. But then for Martin to go above and beyond to prove how macho he was, he embarrassed the shit out of him. I told Josh, if you ever did what Martin did, Mind you, Josh is like, Christina, it's a sitcom. Calm down. You're taking it too seriously. I definitely was because I was getting fed up. I was getting mad. Gina invited Martin to a special dinner with a client for her job. Like, at a nice Asian restaurant, everybody was, like, in their fanciest clothes. This nigga showed up with his pants sagging, hat backwards, snotty nose, just acting ratchet, embarrassing her on purpose. On purpose. Martin, you know you don't act like that. That's what really made me mad. But in the end, I feel like Gina should not have uh, asked that of Martin. Martin, they, they both they both were in the wrong. And that's usually how every episode goes anyway. But as far as being cuffed and being whipped, I don't know. You have to admit, being in a relationship is fun. In the summer, right now it's June, you could go to the beach, you could go to the fair and the festival, and especially with the world opening back up after the pandemic. I haven't mentioned the pandemic in a while. Yeah, I got my um vaccination, y'all. I, I know. I know I was hesitant, but I did it. So if I can do it, you can do it too. But yeah, people want to go out there and explore the world with a partner now. And all that single, I'm not whipped, I'm my own man shit, that shit dead. Y'all need to cuff out here. I know a lot of ladies looking. I could put y'all on, gentlemen. So I guess that's all I have to say. Like, being whipped to me is not such a bad thing but if you're if you don't have your own life your own personality your own hobbies your own job that's a problem so please if you're getting cuffed out here this summer remember to just be your own person have your own fun I think I do a pretty good job of juggling having a relationship and having friends that's something I always pride myself on I'm not gonna forget the world just because I have a man 
And um, I mean, maybe in this, no, I feel like in this episode and in this whole show, Martin still makes times for his friends. He's not that whipped, but I will say on some other episodes, Gina drags him to the shoe store. Gina drags him to a play. That kind of stuff is whipped. If you really don't want to do something, just speak up and say you don't want to do it, including getting engaged, which brings me full circle. Cause I'd be wondering, do some of y'all really want to get engaged? Do some of y'all really want to get married? I'm not going to say any names, but I will say recently my friend told me, this is like third hand, this is like, this ain't even second hand, this is like third hand. My friend told me that her friend moved into a house with her boyfriend, not fiance, not husband, boyfriend, and he cheated on her with a coworker, her coworker. He cheated on his girlfriend, who he lives with, with her coworker. And so when she asked him like, why did you get this house and everything with me? If you wanted to cheat on me, he was, I felt pressured. I felt like I couldn't say no. Okay. That's whipped. That's really whipped. So you better man up and say right now that you don't want to get in this house with me before we go ahead and sign a mortgage. So yeah, keep that in mind y'all. I always end so badly like, yeah, keep that in mind. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I don't know how to wrap it up, but make sure you subscribe to this podcast. If you liked what you heard today, rate me five stars. I really, really appreciate that. And follow the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the YBO podcast. If you like me, if you're feeling me, you can follow me on social media. I'm Miss Chris D-M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All right, have a good one, y'all. Bye.